0: Hey guys, welcome along to Hellmouth Hotline. I'm your host, Rodney Stewart, and we're getting on the Buffy the Vampire Slayer in this episode. This is season 4, episode 10, entitled Hush. Now, this here is a tasty little episode. It has some of the visuals in this here that will stick with you, and uh, a few of them that even now, looking back on it, I kind of have an idea of how it was done, uh, but there's still that ankling in my mind is like I'm not sure if I'm a hundred percent correct here because some of the effects on it are that well done. It's that's just it's mind blowing. The the main villains in this one here, known as the gentleman, I wanna say, are you know, when they move from place to place they don't walk, they hover and glide you know, slightly off the ground. And it is, it's a freaky, freaky vigil. Indeed, but it. it's, it's great. It's one. it's one of these uh, things that, like I say, sticks with you. Uh, just the kind of the horror element in this one here. It's called Hush because these guys steal people's voices in order to kill them and remove their hearts. So there's... ...this sequence where this kid's has been held down... ...his heart's been ripped out... ...and he's doing his best to scream... ...but there's no sound coming out of him whatsoever... ...and it's just... ...it's genuinely scary... ...in places for a show... uh, ...you know, for one of these... ...teenage drama sort of things... ...you're not expecting it to be... ...beyond scary, but you know, it's just... ...sometimes the simplest things... ...can be the scariest things... ...but uh, plot-wise... During a, prof- a college lecture at the beginning, Professor Wall, she's discussing the difference between language and communication. Buffy, of course, is as tuned in as she normally is. She's sleeping, has a dream about Riley, and which he kisses her. Uh, they're interrupted by a young girl holding this box, and she's singing this crypt of rhyme about the gentleman. And of course, we know throughout the series that when it comes to Buffy and dreams, are usually like a foresight of something's going to come. Uh, after class, Riley and Buffy they speak and uh, they almost kiss, but they're 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 unable to stop talking and you know, get to it. Uh, they leave when it becomes awkward. Uh, cut over. To Giles, Buffy calls him to tell him of her dream and the details of the little girl's reign. Uh, in the middle of Xander and Anya's argument with each other over the meaning of their relationship, uh, Giles asks Xander to allow Spike to stay over at his house, as Giles' girlfriend, Olivia, will be visiting him from London for a few days. So Giles gets a bit in this episode. It's about damn time for the big man. Meanwhile, Willow, she's attending this meeting of the campus Wicca group, hoping to meet others who share her interest in studying witchcraft. But she's disappointed when they only talk about bake seals. You know, she's wanting to get in there for the the spells and whatnot and practice stuff. Willow raises the subject, of course, but she's pretty much shouted at for pandering to the stereotype about witches performing magic. But there's a shy woman in the group, Tara Maclay. Uh, starts to speak up to support Willow's suggestion, but falls silent when the attention turns to her. She's very... She hasn't got a lot of self-confidence, this girl. Now, I do believe, when I'm talking about Tara here, um, there was that witch that was transformed into the rat that... Uh, Willow still has in her dorm room At this point I want to say she's still there at this point Um I did make the mistake Way back Whenever I was reviewing that episode Where that witch was turned into this rat That it was I mixed her up with this girl Tara So completely wrong Hands up in the air You know If you're big enough to make a podcast You should have your facts 100% right And I was 100% wrong and that Uh (laughs) <laughs> and saying that Anyway uh, That night uh, Sunnydale Go to their bed They're sleeping And uh, These White Kind of Wisps Start to come From each person's mouth And they fly out The windows And they make their way To this belfry Where they settle into The box That Buffy had seen In her dream And uh, These Skeletal figures With metal-toothed grins and impeccable black suits look on these huge, huge smides. just those smides alone are flipping intimidating you know, it's just, just often really, really scary about these guys it's just the, the visuals of them and especially like as I said earlier as they're moving and gliding and hovering it's just it's, uh, it's unsettling more than anything else and it you know again, very, very well done in the morning, Buffy and Willow discover they're unable to speak and become visibly distressed and then you know, they soon discover that everybody else is unable to speak as well. The group gathers at Jays where they see that the news is reporting that Sunnydale is suffering from an epidemic of laryngitis. Buffy and Riley each concerned that you know, everything is going to go to shit here if we don't do something. Find each other attempting to keep order on the streets. So she's out patrolling, he's out with the army, guys of course she still doesn't know this. They don't know each of them don't know who the other is at this point. Uh in that way. Uh Buffy does not know of course. Uh and I'm I'm talking about the episode, but then I'm looking at my notes and I've actually just started to repeat something I already just said. Yes, so uh they exchange a look and in their first kiss before parting to continue in their efforts. The next night, the, the ghouls leave the belfry and float under the town, the gentlemen. Of course, that visual, again, fantastic. Uh, they're accompanied by their straitjacketed, deformed minions. Uh, you know, th- that visual of those minions running along the streets with these guys hovering among them... Uh, They knock on the door of a student when he opens it. They wake him up, they hold him down, carve out his heart while he tries in vain to scream, as I already covered that at the very beginning. That is genuinely scary. This kid trying his best to scream for help and just nothing coming out. At Giles' apartment, Olivia is frightened by one of the gentlemen outside Giles' window, and uh, the following morning, in a campus classroom Giles uses a series of overhead projector images to explain to the others that the gentlemen steal the townspeople's voices so no one can scream when they gather the hearts that they need and that folklore indicates that they have been vanquished before when a princess screamed, uh, we think it will kill them and their as their live human voice so this is the reason why they're Taking the voices from people because a scream kills them. Uh, yeah, uh, on her own, Tara finds a spell to help the town get their voices back and goes out to try and find Willow to let her see it. On the way to Willow's dorm, she trips, she turns around, there's a gentleman floating towards her. Again, freaky vigil, and one that, you know, I'm pretty sure it's done by, you know. They're hanging on cords and what and wires, and it's just been well hidden and digitally removed, possibly. But you know, sometimes you can still sort of see that stuff in the end. I just, for me, I couldn't see it in the last viewing of this episode. And uh, while it was she frantically knocks on doors, which no one will open. Of course, everybody's freaked out at this point. They're all hiding, essentially. The gentleman steadily pursue her. We Willow, Willow hears Tara's panic knocking, and exits her room as Tara sprints under. Send both of them tumbling to the ground. Uh, they lock themselves into a laundry room, and try to barricade the door with a vent machine, but it's too heavy for them to move. So Willow, Willow injured, sits and concentrates on moving the machine with telekinesis. She feels, Batara sees, she works out what she's doing, and they clasp hands, and the machine moves swiftly across the room, blocking the door. Uh, out in patrol, of course, Riley notices shadows in the belfry. He goes up to investigate. Uh, Buffy finds two of the gentlemen minions, kills one, and runs after the other. Uh, Riley's up there, he's fighting his way into the belfry, and while Buffy. While he's battling these guys Buffy crashes through the window like a superhero And uh, he turns the attack, finds himself face to face with her She sees him as the agent of the initiative for the first time When the minions pin her down She sees and recognises the box from her dream And she tries her best to get Riley ...to realise what it is and destroy it. When he does, the stolen voices escape. Of course, these white wisps of energy... ...start to fly out back to the people that they belong to. And, uh, yes, with her voice returned... ...Buffy screams until the heads of the gentlemen and their minions explode. Uh, So the next day, Tara tells Willow... ...that Willow's special and has significant power... Willow tells Giles that she now believes that everything he told her about witchcraft and darkness is true and that she is scared by that experience. Riley comes to visit Buffy in the dorms and they awkwardly begin to talk about the events of the previous night. So everything's out in the open now for Buffy and Riley. They know who each other is and you. Know, Riley could now be looked at as a potential enemy at this point. So um yeah. Um what have we got? The this episode was highly praised when it aired and was the only episode in the entire series to be nominated for an Emmy Award for Outstanding Writing for a Drama series. It also received a nomination for outstanding cinematography for a single camera series. Uh that was for Michael Gershman. Hosh oh, Address is the limits and assets of language and communication and the disruption to society when communication breaks down the gentlemen are often counted as some of the series most frightening villains and the episode is frequently included in the of the best of Buffy the Vampire Slayer I agree with that, this is again those visuals of the gentlemen and the minions alone is something that's going to stick in your mind like they, they were in the they're in the opening credits of the series, and if, I could be wrong on this one again, but I do think an incoming series, you know, the, the intros kind of change visuals every once in a while, and I think the the visuals of the men, uh, just the one shot of them, when a dorm room door opens it, and there's two of them standing there with that smile, I think that hung about in the opening credits of the show for a long time even after this series. Again, maybe wrong, but uh it is what it is. Anyway guys, that's gonna do it for this episode. And I should have said at the start, spoilers. I was like I can these reviews here, I spoil the absolute crap out of everything. And I'll never ever give anybody any heads up on it. So I am wanna try and do that from now on. So if you enjoyed the episode please feel free to email the show at hellmouthhotline at Uh, gmail.com written review the show share it along that's a big thing that I need right now guys is people to share this stuff on help me grow the podcast and if you're interested in other podcasts that I'm doing outside of this one you can check out the website uh, coinsedgemedia.com everything's over there for you to check out so until the next episode guys stay safe and I'll talk to you all then this has been a production of Coins Age Media. Thank you so much for listening.